to just take time to slow down, and that's really our goal uh, as we celebrate this evening, uh, to slow down and just think about the wonder of, of what we're celebrating, the wonder of God in the flesh, God becoming man and bringing his truth, bringing his peace, bringing his light. And I just want to share a little bit uh, from John chapter 1. And uh, before I do that, I want to read the passage for you and light our candles. So uh, actually, if you can put up on the screen the passage, we'll look at that. If you have a Bible with you, you can open up to John chapter 1, and we'll be reading verses 1 to 13. We light all four Advent candles as we've gone through our season, focusing on the different themes of uh, hope, joy, peace, and love, and now the white candle, the Christ candles lit Listen to God's word from John chapter 1, this wonderful book. This is an introductory section as it's going to introduce us us to God in the flesh. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Reading on to verse 18. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. God's word from John chapter 1, 1 through 18. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for who you are and all your glory. And we thank you, Lord, that part of that glory is that you would reveal yourself to us, that you would care about us, that you would have mercy on us, and you would want to teach us of your ways and your truth. You would want to bring your peace and your love and your joy. We thank you, Lord Jesus, just for the wonder of Christmas, that you would become a man. And that through your life and your death and your resurrection, you would bring true light to us. So I ask you now, Lord, as we think on these things from John, would you shine your light Would you shine your light to us and into our hearts? Would you use me 
to shine your light brighter than any candlelight, any Christmas tree light. The true light would shine, Lord, as we think on your word. And as I proclaim your word, we ask in Christ's name. Amen. This time of year, it is uh, extra dark. It's right around the shortest day of the year, the winter solstice. Uh, and, and in line with that, we enjoy uh, candles and lights. Um, we, in some ways, can take the sun for granted. Do you ever think about what the sun does? We get to enjoy the sun throughout the year. It's shorter time span in December. But the, sh- the sun continues to shine in uh, just powerful light and warmth all year long. Uh, if you didn't know, actually, every, uh, every second, uh, the sun gives us an equivalent of two atomic bombs of energy uh, shine on the earth every second. If you, uh, if you could collect all the energy in every square yard, actually in just one square yard on the earth, you could provide enough power to power a hairdryer. So that's how much energy comes to us from the sun, and it provides life of all kinds. The sun gives the energy that's behind uh, really all living, all living things. Uh, and really most, uh, just about all of our energy forms are indirectly from light. Light shone on something, uh, like a tree. It grew, and then it became wood or coal or oil or whatever, um, and it comes from the sun. And there's only one form of energy, uh, is a nuclear energy, that doesn't come from sunlight. And this time of year, with uh, its rays diminished, uh, it can be hard for us at times, for some of us even, who, who have uh, seasonal affective disorder, and it just gets darker, it's colder, and uh, we like to have light. That's part of what's behind the lights at Christmas time. We know the power of light, intuitively. And John, really, in John chapter 1, taps into this reality. He taps into this reality, this idea of light shining in the darkness. And really, that's what I want to talk about. Christmas time is about light shining in the darkness. It's about the light of God in the flesh, the light of Jesus Christ shining on a dark world. And so I just want to take some time to talk a little bit about this section that I read. And I just want to talk about different aspects of the light that shines. First, I just... I want to talk about this light, this light of glory that's given, that it shines in the darkness. Second, it shines that we might believe. And third, it shines as God incarnate. Verse 5 in John chapter 1 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's speaking of Jesus here. Jesus is the light. And it's alluding to, certainly, that Jesus as God and as Creator uh, spoke, let there be light in the very beginning. Uh, but it's, it's speaking more than just physical light, more than just the light of creation. It's talking about spiritual light. The reality is, is that there's darkness out there. Not just physical darkness, but spiritual darkness around us. There's, there's a world uh, that is separated from God. And in darkness, uh, there are spiritual forces of darkness around us. There's darkness in our own hearts. And actually, that's the biggest problem that we have. Not the darkness that's out there, but the darkness that's in here. And so when it talks about the light shining, it's the light of Jesus coming to shine in that spiritual darkness. Coming to shine in a world that's separated from God and and suffering the consequences of being cut off from God. 
That's good news. That's the good news of Christmas, that the light has come. The light has come to shine. The light has come to shine in the darkness. The light has come to shine in the darkness that's in our own hearts. Isaiah spoke in God's promise 600 years before Christ and said, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. He comes in truth. He comes in his glory. He comes in his holiness. He comes as one who fulfilled all righteousness, who who has done everything that mankind was called to do and yet failed. He fulfilled. He was obedient to his Father, his heavenly Father, to the point of death. He loved others to the point of death. He fulfilled the scriptures. He is the light. And he shines in his glory. He's shown through his life. He's shown through his death. He's shown through his resurrection. He shines in heaven now. And one day, the light of Christ will fill all of creation. Revelation 21 says, as it speaks about the city of God, this final place of God's people, the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And its lamp is the Lamb, Jesus, the sacrificial Lamb that shed His blood to pay for our sins and bring light into darkness. It's wonderful in verse 5, it says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Some translations say have, has not understood it. It's really uh, has not overwhelmed the light. The, the light has come and darkness flees from light. The, the true light of Jesus comes, the the spiritual light, the truth, the glory of Jesus comes, and the darkness can do nothing in the face of light. And that's good to remember, isn't it? It's good to remember this time of year when we experience physical darkness and maybe spiritual darkness as well. That The darkness will not overwhelm the light. The light overwhelms the darkness. That, that's how light and dark work, right? When you shine the light, the light dispels the darkness. I... Um, my younger brother is really good at getting kind of knick-knack Christmas presents. And it, uh, many years he would just, you know, find something that was really cool. And one year he gave me um, a great gift. I, I loved it. was uh, this, this battery-powered lamp that was like a gazillion lumens. It was really bright. Uh, and it was, it was hand, you know, with battery so I could carry it around. And, um, and you would, like, you would flick that thing on and it would just, like, illuminate everything, um, you know, you could go out at night and just turn it on and, the, you know, the whole neighborhood would light up. Well, it wasn't quite that bright, but it was really bright. And, uh, and I, I was just waiting for the moment to use it, actually. There's a window in, uh, my, into my backyard from my bedroom. And I, if I remember right, at the time when I had this, we had some kids that were cutting through our yard during the night and, and partying in the woods behind us. And I was like, I had it right next to the window. <laughs> I was ready for someone to come through the yard and and just blast them with light. Um, because the light overcomes the darkness, right? I mean, you, a big light like that just lights up everything. The darkness doesn't like somehow suck out the light out of the lamp, right? It doesn't work that way. And I've shared this illustration before. Uh, there's no such thing as a flash dark, right? There's a flashlight. You turn it on and it pushes the darkness out. No one has been able to come up with a flash dark. You, you flip the button and it sucks the light out of the room, right? 
That would be really cool if you had that. You could play lots of tricks on everybody. You could do the flash dark on them and they'd be in the darkness. But, but you can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Darkness is absence of light. is simply what it is. And so when light comes, it displaces the darkness. There's no more darkness. And that's the good news of Christmas. That's what we signify in all the lights and the candles and such is that the light has come and it displaces the darkness. It's there to push the darkness out. And that light is Jesus. My wife's worried that I'm going to set the building on fire, I think, with the candles. We'll be fine. There's a problem, though, with the light. It sounds great. I mean, we, we don't want darkness, right? We don't like darkness. We want brightness. But if we look inside of our own hearts, we have to recognize there's darkness in there, isn't there? There's things inside of each of us. There's this tendency. It, it, it doesn't make sense, really, when you start to think about it. It's, it's really an insane tendency, and, and I just so often wonder, why? Why do I think this way? Why do I do things this way? But we have this tendency that we want to live our lives apart from God's design. We think we know better, and we just naturally want to figure it out on our own. And, and, and we can go to great lengths to do all sorts of terrible things or just foolish things to live life apart from the light. And there's, I mean, there's a whole spectrum of things that we'll do. It could just be the, the silent envy that burns inside of us. It could be that just that discontentment, though we're blessed with so many things. There's, there's all sorts of things that are dark inside of us. Some, some of us at times, and probably most of us at some time, have struggled with very dark things. And so all this stuff about the light sounds great, but if we're honest, I don't know if I like the light. I don't know if anyone here has one of those bathroom vanities that has, uh, it's really bright. Um, ours isn't that bright, but uh, the real bright ones, have you, have you ever put your face in front of one of those really bright vanities and you can see everything? Uh, you look pretty good until you look in the mirror in front of one of those and all of a sudden all your pores show up, all the discolorment and all the wrinkles on my face and stuff. And it's really scary. We don't like to necessarily use a, a mirror like that. Rather a little dark. Maybe I look pretty good right now in the dim light. <laughs> you look marvelous. Um, but we don't, you know, we don't like to come to light. And so there's an issue here we have to face with the light of Christ's coming. What do we do? John says later on in, in the Gospel of John, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. But there's some good news. There's some wonderful news. You see, Jesus came to rescue those who love the darkness. He came to bring his light and truth. He came and he lived that perfect life that if it was seen in the bright mirror, the bright vanity, it would be spotless and pure. Now he was nothing necessarily to look at physically, we read in Isaiah. But spiritually he was perfect and glorious. There was no fault. There was only obedience, only goodness, only kindness, only love for his Father and love for others. And so there was no defect. And then he took that perfect life and, on purpose, went to the cross. Went to the cross, subjected himself to the cross, and suffered and died 
or sins. He took on himself the sins of others. He had no sins of his own. He took on the sins of others, the sins of all who would trust him. And he died on that cross. He paid the penalty. He died for the sins of the world on the cross. He paid the just penalty because God is holy and he's pure and good. And he has to be just. He has to deal with darkness. He has to deal with sin. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is to be cut off from God, to live life apart from him. And someone has to pay that just penalty. Well, Christ, in his glory, in his brightness, in his amazing love, said, I want to do that for the world. I want to die. I want to shed my blood. And he chose to do that. He bore the holy justice of God, the wrath of God, suffered, shed his blood, died, paid for your sins, should you believe in him, completely. And then rose again on the third day, victorious over sin and death and darkness and your darkness. So now he offers you, should you come into the light, forgiveness for those things that are exposed. John himself later says in a letter, and this is the message we have heard from him, proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. Isn't that good news? So why not come into the light? Why not look and see it as it is? Look at yourself in that vanity and say, you know what? There's a lot of things wrong here. But Christ died so that we might be forgiven for all those things, so that we can walk in the light and continuously experience forgiveness and love and new light. The light that he brings is truly amazing. This light is given so that we might believe. That's what John says here in this section. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Jesus says in John 12, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. And then he says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but wrath remains on him. And the obedience here is to come and believe in him. Believe that he is the light that was born as a man, lived his life, died, and was resurrected to bring light to you. And should you come to him in this wonderful free gift, just by simply turning from darkness, turning to him, that light shines in your heart. And there's forgiveness. And you can live in his light and dispel the darkness. This is what he comes for. He comes for uh, that we might believe in him. And Christmas time we celebrate him and we hear about the good news. But the intention of this good news is not that it simply remain a wonderful heartwarming story as wonderful as it is. But it become your story. That this light be your light. God wants you to believe in him. And maybe for you, tonight would be the first time that you really sincerely say, yes, I believe. I trust in you, Jesus. But you know what? It's a belief that continues. It's a belief for life. It's a belief for everybody, whether you are coming to believe the first time or you've believed a long time. That you might believe and put your faith in this light. 
and to share the light as well. John came to, to bear witness of the light, and as followers of Christ, we are called to bear witness as well. It's just natural to want to share the light. And that's part of what we get to do, is to share that light. It's, uh, at Christmas time, it's always, I enjoy, actually, uh, we, we didn't do it this year, but especially when the kids were growing up, we would go out and go for rides with the kids and just look at all the Christmas lights uh, and just enjoy the different houses and stuff. And there are some houses that really do it up. Um, I love the houses that, that do it up and they do the music and you can tune the radio to the, a particular station. Have you guys ever visited a house like that? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not, there's one up in New Ham- London area, New Hampshire we go to, and then there's one in Plasto. So I, I don't know where it is in Plasto. You can talk to me later. I'll tell you where it is. But we love doing that. Um, and why do you think those people do that? I mean, why do they put all that money into that? Buying lights? Maybe, maybe you might be thinking they're just crazy. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think they want to share this, the beauty of the light display. And when we're touched by that light of Jesus, when we see the light and we see the darkness dispelled, it's natural to want to tell others. And Christmas is a great time, and that's what I'm doing right now, is telling you about his light. So the light shines. In the darkness, the light shines that we might believe. And if the special music gang could come up for the next song while I finish. The light shines as God incarnate. It is God in the flesh. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. And the world beca- and the, it says later, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. He has come to bring his light. He's come to dwell among us. He's become a man. He's come to identify with us. And he's come to be more than a concept, more than an idea, but a, a, a human, God in the flesh, that we might know him and walk with him. And when we believe in him, he, he makes his home with us. He abides with us. And we're to experience him in our lives day by day. To experience this light, the warmth and brightness of His light. We love the sunshine. I, I think most of us like the sun to some degree, the, the warmth and the brightness of the sun. I would expect all of us do. Well, He comes to shine on us with something much more glorious, much more enjoyable, much more lasting. We all need physical sunshine. We need spiritual light, sunshine in Christ. May this evening and this day, may you soak up the light that Jesus shines. May he shine in your heart. May he fill your minds and your hearts with light, joy, and love, and truth. The Lord bless you. Let's continue to worship him.